Welcome to the Mosaic of Marion, a weekly podcast hosted by Dr. Henry M. Meadows, Jr. and presented by Marion Baptist Church in Chatham, Virginia. It is our sincere hope that you'll join us each week as we explore what it means to be part of God's big picture through biblical discussions about the saving power of Jesus Christ and what it means for our lives each and every day, starting today. This is the Mosaic of Marion, and I am Hank Meadows. I am pastor at Marion Baptist Church in Chatham, Virginia. And once again, I've got my cohort here with me. I got Miss Mona. Miss Mona, good morning to you. Good morning. I guess I'm not sure. Do I'm not a guest anymore, I guess. <laughs> no, I guess not. I guess you're not a guest anymore. You're just part of it. So we're thankful you guys are back with us one more time. And I um, pray that you um, have been enjoying our podcast. Um, we're learning a lot. And um, just it's amazing when you open God's Word, the truth that He shows you, and how it comes alive for the spiritual believer, for the one that has a spirit living inside of him, how just the words, the word just comes alive and is beautiful and wondrous and amazing. And so if you have your Bibles, turn once again to um, 2 Timothy chapter 3. We're going to look at verse 16 and 17 very briefly this morning, and then we're going to go somewhere else. Um, So just have your Bible there. I'm going to quickly open this up with a word of prayer. And then, Miss Mona, you jump in on 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17. All right. Father, we offer this time to you. Uh, Lord, it's nothing that we can do. Um, we're not worthy, but we're only made worthy because you chose us, Lord. Bible says before the foundation of the earth, Lord, and says that you died for everyone and that's your desire that everyone come to a saving knowledge of you. And, Lord, we do that through your word, and we do that through your uh, through prayer time and through your spirit, Lord God. And we just pray. In the name of Jesus, that someone listening today, Lord, either would be helped as they're going through an issue or, Lord, would come to know you as Lord and Savior. Um, We trust you with every aspect of our life and we bow in your presence and submit our will to your way for this episode, Father. And we love you and praise you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. So 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17 says, All scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. And last week in um, the Word of God podcast last week, we talked about um, really each section of that scripture. We talked about all scripture and how that it encompasses both the Old Testament and the New Testament. Um, And then we talked about that it's profitable for those things that it mentions, the teaching, the reproof, the correction, and for training in righteousness. And so if you didn't listen to that, I encourage you to go back and listen to it because we really dug deep into what those words mean Mm -hmm. and what it means for um, our lives, that what the word does for us and gives to us and how it um, God teaches us through those. Well, it and it does, and it, it really is sets up the entire Bible. I think one thing that a person ought to do, one of the first verses that you should go to if you're a new believer is right here because it sets up what the Bible is all about. Yes. It lets you know that from Genesis 1-1 to Revelation 22-21, every bit, every word, as scripturally speaking, as Jesus said, every jot and tittle um, is from him. He inspired it. And listen, some people, they, people want to be argumentative at times. You know, well, how did they do that? Did he come upon them? Did he put them in a trance? I, you know what? I don't really care. <laughs> you know, I, I, just that's just me. Right. I don't really care what he did. 
But here's what I know that he did. He He breathed it out, and somehow he moved in their life. He got them to put pen to paper and write down exactly what he wanted it to say. Yes. So... You, you, I mean, you're going to tell me that, you know, and then people have questioned, well, how is that when men put it all together? You're telling me that the God who spoke creation into being could not move in such a way to put it all together. So it, it does say all those things. And um, so I want you to know that the basis of my faith, the basis of, of my life and how I try to live holy is found in the Word of God. If you want to know what I believe, you go to the Word. Now, am I always faithful to the text? No, in living it out because I'm a sinner. Right. You know, do I strive to be faithful at all times? Yeah. Yes. I'm so thankful for that one verse where it says, when we are faithless, faithful. he is faithful. Mm-hmm. Yes. So. Yep. Yep. Good. And, and, um, and it's true as I was reflecting on this this morning and, and knowing that we were coming and talking about this and, and um, just the importance of the word and that we can't, first of all, we can't know God without the Word. That's right. We can't um, know who He is, who what His character is, what He does without being in the Word and reading the Word. And we also, our hearts can't be tuned to Him unless we have taken that into our minds first. And I always, people who are in my Bible studies probably get tired of me saying it. But I pray over and over and over again when I'm teaching Bible studies that we would allow what we're learning to move from our minds to our hearts so that our lives can be changed. And that's really what it's all about. And that's really why um, I love the Word and I'm passionate of being in it and teaching it so that other people can grab that also and, and have that in their lives. Exactly. It's, it's so important. Um, going back um, for you new believers out there that may be listening or even those that have been believers for a while, um, this is a super important verse for you to know because it gives you the foundation of why to study your Bible, why to believe your Bible, and why to memorize verses of Scripture right. yes. because it's straight from heaven. Right. And we didn't really talk about verse 17 where it says that the man of God may be complete and equipped for every good work. And so, and you're right, so the, that whole... The whole gamut is there in these verses. Mm-hmm. And it just, t- listen, and does that mean you're going to be, as I said a minute ago, are you going to be perfect in your life after you get saved and you begin to memorize verses? No. You're still going to fall and you're still going to have some sin in your life. Um, but here's the truth. What we said last week, it'll tell you how to get out of that sin, to get under conviction, and to repent. If we um, confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And so that's what this speaks to about. But he wants you equipped for every good work because no matter what comes your way, God's dealt with it in Scripture. Maybe not actually specifically the situation, but there are principles found in every word, every passage, every paragraph, every chapter, every book that will deal with whatever situation you are in that you'll have a principle that you can apply and figure out God's mind. I love Philippians 2, um, chapter 5. Let this mind be in you, which was in Christ Jesus. Right, right, which tells us that we can have that. Exactly. Right. Which goes back to this verse. Right. Isn't it amazing how Scripture interprets Scripture? Yes, yes. You know, and I, I think I hit on that last week, is that, you know, you got to let Scripture, you guys out there don't need to know what Hank thinks or what Miss Mona thinks in reality. 
Um, what you need to know is what God thinks. Yes. Um, and so you need to build your life. I want to make this statement for the believer. Dear one, build your life not on what the government says or even what your family says or what you believe. Build your life on what Scripture teaches you. That is so vitally important. So many things that we deal with in society today could be corrected if we had a worldwide turning back to the Word of God. That's right. And holding it up to the position that it should be. Quit trying to find flaws in it. You will not. Quit trying to make it say things that it does not say. Um, because what God says is true and real and established before the foundation of the world. All right. Anything else about that text? I think that's good. I think we got deep quick right there. <laughs> and um, so, hey, I want you to turn now to Psalm 119. And as we were getting ready today, um, you know, I was sitting here doing a few last minute things with the text that we're looking at. And Miss Mona walked in smiling and saying, <laughs> guess what I figured out? And it's amazing when somebody figures out something like that. Well, figured out, that's sort of a, not the correct word. When God shows you something, how's yes, that? I had that my Lanta moment. Oh, my Lanta. There you go. Go with it, girl. Let's see <laughs> your my Lanta moment. I'm working on this um, southern um, <laughs> words. Um, but, I mean, I have read Psalm 19. I, I can't even tell you how many times. I have studied it. I have taught it. Um, and yet this morning when I was reading it in preparation for coming here this morning, and um, I had my notes, and it just occurred to me that all that we talked about with 2 Timothy 3.16 is here in Psalm 119. The teaching is here. The reproofing is here. The correcting is here. And the training is here. And so as we read Psalm 119, and it's long. There's a lot to say about the Word of I God. I believe it's 175 <laughs> verses. But it's all, all of that that is in 2 Timothy 3.16 and 17 is here. In Psalm 119, and how beautiful is that? Like you said, Scripture interpret, interprets Scripture, and we need to, one of the other things that I don't think we mentioned last week, maybe, I don't know, but you have to take the whole counsel of God. Yes. And so, isn't it beautiful when you zone in on a, zoom in on a Scripture that tells you exactly what you need to get out of the word and this is why you have the word and these are the things that the word does and then you turn to psalms and the psalmist live it out for you yes and flesh it out for you and yes. gives you all of those things yes you know in my preaching so often i don't know if you've caught this yet um many times if i'm preaching from a new testament passage i try to make sure i go back and find that principle in old testament scripture if I'm preaching out of an old text, Old Testament text, I will try to make sure I go and find the application many times and principle in a New Testament passage mm -hmm. that clearly shows. Because here, you know why it could be so connected? Let's just break it down very simply. Here's why the Old Testament and the New Testament are so connected and are so user-friendly both ways. Because they all talk about Jesus. Right. <laughs> if you've ever wondered, if you want to, I mean, when you break it down to bare bones, a description of the Bible, it can be said in one word, Jesus. Yes. You know, I've heard it say, you know, here in a seminary, here everywhere. The Old Testament is Jesus concealed. The New Testament is Jesus revealed. Yes. And so you find that easy transition from one to the other. 
Now, I, I understand that probably in the moment, it could have been hard reading um, some of the spiritual truth when you were living in that day. But for now, right. I mean, good gravy. Right. Clear application. Mm-hmm. Psalm 22 was talking about the crucifixion of mm-hmm. Jesus. Isaiah 53 talking about the crucifixion of Jesus. Um, Isaiah uh, chapter 9 talking about the birth. Chapter 7 talking about the birth of Jesus. All these clearly showing all that. And that and that's the, um, again, the beauty of reading and studying God's word is that you discover that. Because I think that there are probably many listening to us and saying, I've never seen Jesus in the Old Testament, and that's okay because there was a time when I didn't either. Um, But yet that's why we read it. That's why we study it. That's why we sit under people to teach us and um, pastors who can teach us and um, other people who can teach us so that we can see um, that, that Jesus is there from page one. To the very end. To the very end. Hey, you also have some stats there that you didn't give out that you had looked that I want you to share. And then after we get through with that, and who knows what we might go after that, but <laughs> our plan at this moment is after that, we're going to go into Psalm 119 and we're going to, um, giving you the context and everything, we're going to go in and show you some examples in Scripture of where it meets with um, 2 Timothy 3.16 and what Psalm 119 flat out says about the word and what it can do for you and for me and for Miss Mona and everybody listening. The thing that I saw as I was looking at Psalm 119 is 38 times, assume I might have missed a few, but I wrote down 38 <laughs> It is 175 verses long. So. so 38 times the psalmist tells about his commitment to the word of God. He says that he delights in it. He says that he will keep it, he longs for it, he meditates on it, and he loves it. And so throughout Psalm 119, he uses those phrases to tell us about his commitment to the Word of God. And what a great challenge that is then for us to say, can we say those same things? Mm -hmm. Are we committed to the Word of God the way that the psalmist is? Do we delight in it? Are we committed to keeping it? Are we, um, do we long for it? Do we meditate on it? And do we love it the way that the psalmist does? The other thing that, another thing that I saw was that 14 times, assuming I didn't miss any, (laughs) is that he asked the Lord to teach him or to open his eyes or to give him understanding. And we talked about that last week with um, asking the Holy Spirit to give us understanding because uh, the mind of our, our human mind cannot comprehend the mind but we need the mind of the spirit we need the mind of god to be able to understand the words of god and so um and we see here's proof of that right here where the psalmist asked the lord to um, teach him and to open his eyes and to give him understanding the the psalm also throughout it gives us benefits of god's word um you may be wondering why do i need to spend time in the word of god besides what we've already talked about but the Word of God is our counselor. It says that it keeps our way pure. It keeps us from sin and evil. It gives hope. It gives light. It strengthens. Um, those who love it and keep it are blessed. It gives us great peace. And with it, then there's we don't stumble. And so those things we see, um, those are just things that, as I was reading through Psalm 119, um, 
at one point, I pulled out those things to see the consistency throughout the psalm of um, what he desired and what he received from the word and what he um, was using the word for in his life. Wow. So sitting here and I'm thinking through a bunch of the, the phraseology that's there and some of the places I have marked. Um, it, it is so vitally important yes. that, you know, I know some people, <clears throat> they will come to Psalm 119 and skip it because it's so long. Because it's so long. Yeah. yeah. Um, please don't do that. Please don't skip the hard parts of Scripture. And don't, even if it takes you a day or two, I don't, you know, I don't know. I'm not big into... Um, reading the Bible through in a year. I'm just, that's just not me. Um, some people are, and I, I'm not against I that. Do. You do. I do. So, okay, so you have one that says, <laughs> I'm not into it, one that says she's into it. And so, but here's the great thing. Neither one of us is wrong. Right. Um, now, is it a good idea? Yes, I, I, I understand the principle behind it, and I'm all for that. Hey, and if you want to read it through in a year, that's fantabulous. I mean, I'm the guy that had us read through the whole book, right? the New Testament, in a in month. month. Right. So, and about to do that again. Okay. Um, so, just if you're part of our church, you know that's coming um, probably <laughs> next day. month. So, anyway, um, but here's why I don't. I'm more about quality than quantity. I get a little worried that at times people are reading just to read. Like, oh my goodness, I got to catch the up and check mm-hmm. off the box. Yep. I got my reading. Absolutely. you know. And I've had people say, oh, I got my reading done today. And it, I'm, I didn't understand a word I said because <laughs> I was in, you know, Chronicles or whatever right. or Numbers. Right. And, um, and so that sort of, have I done it in a year? Yes. Well, and as, as I have done it, I have done it along with, um, ways in which to pull out mm-hmm. so that I, my purpose was to get the big picture. Mm-hmm. And so, and then it just sort of stuck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, but true. And I, in I, I mean, I'll confess that there are t- days when I read and I mean, it's early. I told you I get up early. Yes. <laughs> then I go, hmm, I'm not really sure what I just read. <laughs> you know, that happens to all of us. But, um, but I enjoy personally starting in Genesis and seeing the whole big picture and and just being reminded of that over and over and over again of the whole big picture, the whole plan of salvation that God put forth from the very beginning in Genesis. He didn't just start that in Matthew. No. He started it in um, Genesis. We know it was definitely in Genesis actually, chapter 3, before, verse 15. And actually I think. before, right, yeah. and in Genesis 3. And I remember one time commenting to somebody about that in um. And they, and maybe this was uh, a time when I knew that I needed to, to keep on teaching because he didn't know it. And he was a seasoned person in church and, and didn't know that that verse in Genesis 3 was talking about Jesus. Mm. That's craziness. <laughs> but so many don't, you know. Um, I'm picky. That's not craziness. Um, sometimes we just don't know. Right. You know, sometimes we, we don't know. Um and let me give you, I'll go a little bit deeper. And because I've actually told, I had this conversation legit about two months ago with a, a young person. They just flat out said, I don't read. I, don't, I know you, you're always pastor saying, you know, read your Bibles. And they're like, I don't get it. I don't understand it. It just overwhelms me. So here's what I told them I said, okay, quit trying to eat the elephant at one time. Right. I said, I'm not asking you to read an entire chapter. 
How about this? Read a paragraph. Right. Heck, read a verse. Right. You know, you would do more better. That's one of them. That's great grammar there. More better. More better. You would do more better if you read one verse mm -hmm. and you meditated yes. on that all day. Right. And I mean, it legit stuck in your brain if you could sit down and by the way if you're out there just contact me at marion if you want a list of some verses that i could give you and i would just get seven to begin with have one for monday one for tuesday one for wednesday thursday friday saturday sunday and start back over start on sunday i don't know i lost myself in that but have seven and for a month all you do is on monday you have this certain verse john three sixteen that you meditate upon um tuesday you meditate upon galatians two twenty. Um, Wednesday, you know, and so forth. I'd rather have that than just trying to check a box off. Right, absolutely. But that's me. That, no, and, and I agree. neither one is wrong. No, neither one is wrong. So you said you guys get we're we're in agreement here that we're, <laughs> we're not like getting mad in here. So anyway, um, seems like today if you disagree with somebody, you got to want to fight them or something. Yeah, no. And anyway, so you're married to a guy in the Air Force. I would never fight you. <laughs> he probably taught you some things, and you would beat the snot out of me. Anyway, so so we're looking at song. Ah, there you go. I've got her all cracked up in here yeah, now. So let's go always. now. Let's dive deep in the time we have left. Um, I want to just go through a few. And here, here's what I love. Tell me quickly, Miss Mona, when you study, when you're when you're studying. Um, and I don't know how quickly you can do this, but let me give you mine real quick. When I'm studying, I love to look at word meanings, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. as you can tell in my Bible, and you've seen, you know, all my notes. Um, it, because it adds so much to the passage, right? It opens it up so often. Yes, and that's why I get excited when you bring up the um tent group Greek tenses of the words and all that because I do I love that because it wasn't written in English and right. so we have our English words and but to look at the original language and to know what it said and what it means because it can mean something totally different than we mean. Um, even, you know, I mean, everybody, most people are familiar with love in the New Testament, that there is three or four Greek words. Yeah. And we have one word for love. We love our pasta and we love our husband, you know, it's like, um, and so just being able to dive in and get those meanings of the words gives it a greater depth yes. than just reading the English. Because what you're getting, as you were talking there, it was just flashing in my mind. That was one of my, my Lanta moments. To put it this way, you're now hearing it as the reader or the hearer back then would have okay. either read it, yes, if you saw it on a scroll, or heard it uh -huh. being it, um, had some exegesis from the rabbi or whatever. Right. So you're hearing it and you're getting the full picture. You know, you're you're not black and white. You've got full color. When you hear what the word, so the first one I want to do is um, Psalm one nineteen ten and eleven. Um, everybody's heard this one. If you going back to our flannel graphs there in, in Sunday school early on, I just like saying that every week because it makes you laugh. Um, here's what the Bible says though: With my whole heart I seek you. Let me not wander from your commandments. I have stored up your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Now, your translation may say, I have hidden your word in my heart. If you have King James, I have hid, you know, um, so whatever. But if we read that, we get what we get. But let me just throw some stuff out there to you. In verse 10, the word wander there has a whole variety of meanings. I picked out four. The word wander there also means to stray. So listen to that. With my whole heart I seek you, let me not stray. Right. Another word, 
be deceived. With my whole heart I seek you. Let me not be deceived. Mm -hmm. Another one, let me not mistake. Mm -hmm. Now that is the one that I really think so often we, we miss on, is that we mistake God's word. We just take it from our point of view and we try, and listen, instead of exegesis, you let scripture speak and tell you, use scripture, um, defend scripture and interpret scripture that way. So often, I believe we have, when we mistake the passage, we do eisegesis when we bring our thoughts yeah. into scripture. Mm-hmm. And that is flat out, absolutely, I'm about to go preaching here, <laughs> flat out, absolutely incorrect That's right. biblical interpretation. Right. Hermeneutics. Right. It's completely wrong. Right. So, and then one other one says transgress. So, thoughts about all that. First, let me just say the verse 11. I I memorized that verse when I was six or seven years old. Um, it, and it, for whatever reason, that particular verse has never left me. Good. Many things that I've memorized have <laughs> left me. I don't have a good mind anymore. And so, but again, let's look at 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17, okay. where he um, re. It, the word reproves us, it convicts us and rebukes us and show us our error. And so when we take that word into our heart, it keeps us from sinning in that it keeps us from doing the things that are wrong against God. Mm-hmm. And so as the word shows us what those things are, the word then also keeps us from doing those things. Let me give you, can I tell you something else, what yeah, that word means? I love it. I have hidden, mm-hmm. I have hid or stored up. I have the ESV, so mine's just stored up. Check out this definition. It also means to hoard. Yes. Oh, my lanta. <laughs> when I, you're talking about my lanta, I was sitting here um, this morning, I was looking at that, and when it said to hoard, so think about a picture. We, you know, they have TV shows now about yeah. hoarders. Right. What would happen in your life? If you hoarded the Word of God, if you got so much in you and that you were storing it in your heart, in your mind, and as Johnny Hunt says, every fiber of your being, you had it hoarded in you, how more radically different, and I know my grammar today is terrible, (laughs) but that's all right. How, I don't even know what I just said, how radically different would our lives be? Yes, right. If we, um, if it's, hoarded up so much that it, we're tripping over it. Yes. And if it's hoarded up so much that um, really the only way to walk is to make a path through it. Preach. <laughs> um, if it's hoarded up so much that um, then we can be hidden in it. Yes. <laughs> that then the things of the world can't get to us. This, like that song this, says, they'll be strangely dim. I'm not about to break out in yeah. song, but go, keep going. <laughs> so as you say that word, those are the things, the pictures that come right. to mind because um, you're right. They you, we see those things on TV with those shows, but um, but those are the pictures that come to mind. And I always told my kids when when they were growing up, and I was so strict with what they took in. Mm-hmm. Because yes. if you take in garbage, there's no room for God. That's what's coming out is garbage. That's right. And so as we take in the word, then the word and God fills us up and there's not room for anything else. You have to take it in and you have to get it in your heart. And um, another word there, because we're not going to get to any other thing because we're running out of time today. But one other meaning is to protect. And this is where I really fear for our high schoolers transitioning to college if we do not make sure that our youth groups across america and in our churches are not grounded in the word 
you know, the hardest transition in life, I honestly believe, yes. is, is college, is high school to college, mm-hmm. especially for those that go off Correct. to yep. school. Mm-hmm. You, you have all of a sudden within, let's just be honest, one minute mom and dad are there dropping you off and you're still under that strict, the very next minute they're gone. Right. You're, you're responsible and you're dealing with it. The question is then, how are you going to protect the word that's supposedly in your mm-hmm. heart? Mm-hmm. And unless you cross the threshold with Jesus, right. you're not going to protect it. Right. It's not going to be hoarded up in you. Right. And so it's, it's vitally important to make sure that our teenagers are getting their own faith. I want to put it that way. Too often, and I know I'm trying to rush now, I'm looking at the clock and it's running. <laughs> But too often our teenagers, they, they, they ride mom and dad's coattails. Yep. Make sure mom and dad, that your young person, your child, your teenager, has hidden his word in their heart so that they might not sin against you. Now, you're like, well, I can't make him do it. No, but you can do everything you can to make sure he gets it. Right. Any last things? Uh, um, no. <laughs> okay. Well, all right then. I, I mean, told you I at times we, we went wide and deep, so yes. I think we're good. She is. I um, mean, we I, could keep going. But. Oh, and I'm thinking next week we'll be back on this whole whole stage of the Word of God. Um. So hey, close us in prayer, and then I'll have a few closing words. God, I just thank you again. I thank you for your Word and what a privilege it is to be able to um have it and to study it. And I thank you that um that you. It didn't just place it here for us, but you give us the spirit to help us to understand it. And I thank you that um, it is applicable applicable for every aspect of our life and that we can um, glean these truths out of it so that we can live for you, so that we cannot sin, and so that we can have the blessings and the peace that you desire for us to have. And so, Lord, create in us and cause us to desire your word more today than we do, more yes tomorrow than we do today, and cause us and stir us up that our hearts would be on fire for you and your word. And we thank you and bless the blessings that you give us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hey, I want to thank you. This is the Mosaic that is Marion, and I am Hank Meadows, and with me is Miss Mona. And um, she's sort of becoming quickly, quickly the part owner of this deal. And um, so we're so thankful there. Remember, every Tuesday um, we'll be here. And I want to thank you so much for listening in. God bless you guys.